0: Hello, and welcome to The Feminine Millionaire Show. I'm your host, Polly Alexander. I'm a success coach, healer, creative, and future millionaire. If creating money and success in a spiritual and feminine way is your goal, this show is for you. Understand how to overcome your past, bring your soul's greatest gifts to the world, and up-level your income, impact, joy, and happiness. Join me on my journey to creating a seven-figure business and learn the business mindset, spiritual and lifestyle changes I make along the way. Let's all rise together. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Feminine Millionaire Show. This is episode number 50. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I've recorded it. 50 episodes. We are nearing the one year anniversary of this show. Thank you so much for being with me on this journey, for all of your reviews, for your DMs, for your kind feedback, and for sharing that this show has inspired you. I have grown to love doing it. I'm not going to deny, in the beginning, it took a lot of pushing past procrastination and fear to actually get started. But we're here. We're here a year in and it gets better and better every single week. So thank you so much for being on the journey with me. Perhaps I'll talk more about that journey in our anniversary episode. But today for the 50th episode, I want to talk about how I manifested buying my dream home on Ibiza. This week, I'm going to share a story woven with learnings, with approaches, and philosophies. And I will, at the end, summarize the key steps that I took from this story and the key takeaways that will support you to manifest your own dream home. Today, you're going to hear about my own limiting beliefs about what was possible and how I overcame them. You'll hear about the process of actually manifesting the risks I took, the leaps of faith, the actual actions I took, and what I chose to keep believing. I'm sat here in a home I never thought possible recording this for you. If you listen carefully, you might hear the pom snoring in the background. I'm actually sat in my art studio which overlooks the sea, and I feel very, very blessed. But it's not lucky. There is no luck involved. There was holding a vision for a long time. There was taking big risks. There was believing in myself and the possibilities again and again and again and holding the faith. And all of these things are possible for you too. So let's start Sit back, make yourself comfortable, and we'll start at the beginning. So back in August 2019, so about two and a half years ago, I was living in the Hollywood Hills. I just celebrated my first six-figure month and signed contracts in the business. I'd launched the Thrive Beautifully Mastermind, done my first live events, and I decided to head to L.A., spend three months over there, over the summer. And I was in this gorgeous apartment up in the hills. There was a fountain in my little private garden with hummingbirds that would come and land. It was an apartment that was owned by an art director. And it was like being on a film set. It was so beautiful, small, but perfectly formed. And I had my bathroom and my little kitchen. And a divine living room area and gorgeous art on the walls. And it was, it was really, really magical. And it even had an English bulldog living there. Those of you that have known of me for a while know I used to be the owner of an English bulldog. I especially have a soft spot for this breed. And they had an English bulldog that lived in the main home. I was in their casita. And Over time, the bulldog sought me out, and she would come down at the end of my working day and press her head up against the window and then come in and join me. It was literally a dream come true. So I realized that although I was in a very privileged position and I was loving being in LA, the lifestyle, the sunshine, I realized I wasn't as happy as I could be. And this kind of threw me, and I sat there day after day journaling and reflecting what this was about. And I dove into what what's missing? What am I missing? Why am I not as happy as I could be? I thought about what would make me happy right now. Not what used to make me happy or what others said made them happy or what should make me happy. But what was truly in my own heart. What was my heart calling for? What did my soul need? And I came up with three things. Number one, a dog. Number two, a home I owned somewhere I loved. And number three, an amazing relationship. Hmm, I thought, this is not that convenient. My business might be doing really well. I'm living in this amazing apartment in this amazing location. I'm working as I travel. But a dog? That's totally impractical for a digital nomad. I mean, if you go onto Airbnb, you'll see that it reduces the places you can stay in with the dog by about 95%. And how am I going to travel around the world with a dog? And how am I going to manage the demands of a fast-growing business with a dog? Hmm. I didn't have these answers. The second thing, a home, a base in the world. I've been traveling for the previous five years. And at that particular time, I didn't actually have a home. So I owned an apartment in London that was rented out. And all of my belongings were in Ibiza in storage. And so essentially, I was living like a nomad, albeit one with three suitcases an extensive wardrobe, and a semi-mobile crystal collection. I knew I wanted to own my own home, somewhere I wanted to actually spend time, but there were too many reasons why it just wasn't possible in my mind. Firstly, it takes two incomes to buy a home in most places I would actually want to buy, and I was single. How on earth... Was I going to be taken seriously by a bank or mortgage company? Secondly, I was self-employed with no guaranteed income, which in the eyes of the banks makes me very high risk for a loan. Thirdly, I just simply didn't earn enough. Fourth, I didn't like what I could even afford anyway. And fifth, I didn't want to own a home in London, although I did have one. I realized I had no interest whatsoever and no connection to it being home. So as you can hear, there are a lot of reasons why on paper it was impossible, but that's never stopped me. So number three, the third thing my soul was calling out for was an amazing relationship. But somehow this seemed to be something I had less control over. Because when you're manifesting a partnership, a soulmate relationship, you're looking at two people being in the right physical, emotional, energetic spaces, and life stages at the same time. And then their paths actually crossing. So I decided to focus on the things I could control, the dog and the home. But as I said somehow these just didn't really seem attainable. So what did I do? Well, I sat down, I made a list of everything I could do to get the ball rolling. So I started property searching in Mexico in Ibiza. And I thought, okay, there's going to be somewhere in the world that I'm going to like that I can afford to buy. So I started in Mexico, despite the fact I had never been there. (laughs) The joys of the internet, we can surf property all over the world without ever having visited. The second thing I did is I gave my tenants notice on the apartment in London. So I started acting as if I was going to sell it. And I appointed an agent for the apartment to sell it. So I'm going to fast forward two months now. And I am in Ibiza for a live Thrive Beautifully Mastermind three-day event. And at the end of the event, I stayed on a few days at the hotel. And I thought, well, I should just go and see whatever properties I could in my budget, regardless of whether I like them. And this is really important because there was nothing on the market that I could see myself living in. And... As all of you homeowners will know, that whenever you buy a home, there's always going to be some kind of compromise somewhere along the journey, unless you have an unlimited budget, which no one ever has, right? But there was a lot of projections coming at me from other people, from the media, from agents, other people's stories and fears were being projected onto me. And these are some of the things I had to choose to ignore. The agents in London said, oh, this is a terrible time to sell. No one's buying property right now with Brexit coming up. Then they said, no one's going to pay your price. And they bought me a really lowball offer. I declined it and they said, that's a terrible mistake. You were lucky to get an offer. You won't get another one. But I held out for that right offer and it did come. And I moved fast when it came. So let's go back to Ibiza. So by this point, I had realized that I should give Ibiza a shot before booking my flight to Mexico because Ibiza was a place I'd had a relationship with for many, many years, spent extended time out here, loved the island. So I thought, well, let's see what's possible here. And through a few years of renting properties, I'd gotten clear on what I wanted. So, with each property I rented, I pulled a few things from that property for my wish list. So, I knew I wanted something white, light, bright, with amazing light, with two bedrooms and amazing views of ideally both sea and the landscape and trees. And then, as I moved to new places as a tenant, I over time added a desire for a utility room. No neighbors above the bedroom, and even space for a bath outdoors where I wouldn't be overlooked. (laughs) I did actually have that in one of my dream apartments. I had a bath outdoors next to the forest where I could bathe under the stars when I wasn't overlooked. So I'd identified the area I most liked, but I was pretty open on where this property could be. Now remember, I'd chosen to go and visit some properties I didn't really have any interest in. But once I started the ball rolling, when I was at one of those properties, the agent asked me what I liked and didn't like about it, and then told me about a property that wasn't yet on the market. So I went to see that and it was still in construction, but it was a really good option. So I had that down as a possibility. And then surfing the net, I came across a wild card, a half-finished refurbishment that was out of my budget. But something, something inside me told me to call them anyway. They explained that it was already under offer. But then the next day they called back and said the offer had fallen through and I could view it. Now, taking that philosophy of doing what you can, taking whatever action you know to take without trying to predict the outcome, I went to see this property. It was in my dream area. And as I drove down a steep hill, there were the most spectacular views of ocean. In fact, back in 2017, A few years before, I used to walk around this area on a Sunday and I used to think, wow, imagine living around here. It's so spectacular. I used to admire the super villas and look at the views and just really love it. Then something happened. There I was in my hire car, driving down the hill, and a giant rainbow appeared, a huge rainbow over the sea. I glanced down at the speedometer and it said 11,111 kilometers, one, 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 one. I couldn't believe it. And I took a photo in that moment for future proof that I was divinely supported just in case this was the one. And I have that photo now as well. I'll have to share it on Instagram along with this podcast. So, I thought, gosh, a rainbow. We all know when you see a series of ones, it's a sign of divine support, angelic support. I thought, something's going on here. So, I got to the home I'd gone to look at. It was pouring rain by this point. I only had 10 minutes because I had a really important call to go to. I had a quick look at it had no view, which was disappointing, but it had space and it had potential. I knew I'd seen enough. So I knew the property had potential, but how was I going to make it happen? Because all of those other objections were still in place. Well, I had a great agent that was selling the property and we brainstormed a deal and she came up with a great idea to put forward to the client. Now, most of you are not going to be familiar with buying in Spain. It's pretty different to buying in the UK or the US. The way it works here is when you decide to buy, you make an offer. And if the offer's accepted, then you do a private buying contract at this point, and you pay a non-refundable deposit as the buyer. So you put down typically at least 10% upfront, which is non-refundable. So let's say you do a survey on the property and you realize it's actually falling down, you don't get your money back. There are no guarantees. (laughs) Let's say you can't secure a mortgage a couple of months down the line. You don't get your money back. Let's say you change your mind. You don't get your money back. So it's pretty high risk. Now, if the seller pulls out, they have to pay you your deposit back twice over. Right. So you're pretty secure that the seller's not going to pull out. You're not going to get gazumped. They're not going to go for another offer. So there is a security in that. But there was a big issue. I didn't have the money, <laughs> I didn't have 10% sitting in the bank. Now, notice that I didn't let that be a barrier to getting my manifesting going. I didn't say I've got to have the deposit before I go out looking. Because that's not how manifestation works. I went out looking and I acted as if I did. And I waited until I had a really strong purpose for the money before I called it in. So that wasn't the only issue when it came to finances. As a non-resident buying in Spain, there was a limit on how much of the purchase price you could borrow, typically around 60 or 70%. So, if you are looking to secure a mortgage, you could only borrow up to 60 to 70% of the value of the property. You have to raise the rest yourself. And there's about 15% fees to pay as a non resident. So, that was around 45% of the property value needed in cash. If I'd really thought this through, I wouldn't have got on that plane. <laughs> Sometimes naivety is an asset. But I was determined. I had this sign. I had the ones. I had the giant rainbow. I had a feeling inside me. This is supposed to be mine. I just feel like it's supposed to be mine. So I spoke to my financial advisor and we came up with a plan, remortgaging my existing property further to free up some capital to get the deposit. Remember, this is just stage one. You have to get the deposit to put down the same time as the buying contract. So I was up against the clock. Those of you that have arranged a mortgage will know it can take weeks and weeks in the UK, sometimes months. And I was up against the clock and there was nothing I could do until I had that money. There were other buyers interested, a developer flew in to look at it. And I had to hold the faith throughout and have nerves of steel. what I also want to share is that I wasn't completely attached to it. I got this other place, this place that was under construction. I really liked that. And I said to the universe, bring me the highest and best property for me. And because I had this other property, I cultivated non-attachment. I surrendered. While still acting as if this was on its way. And non attachment is an overlooked piece with manifesting. You can squeeze the life out of a manifestation when you're so focused on making it happen. So I acted as if I had the money, I negotiated on the property, and I hired a lawyer to start preparing the buying contract all before the deposit money had come through. Right before Christmas 2019, the funds came through. And on Christmas Eve, I got an offer on the apartment I was selling in London. Hmm. It was all looking really good until it wasn't. It was dragging on and on a few weeks into January. Nothing was actually getting signed. Everyone was blaming everyone else and the holidays and the Spanish lawyer and the bank. And technically, I was no closer than six months prior. It was just still an idea. So what did I do? I decided it was time to take a big act of faith. I got on a plane with Teddy Pom Pom and seven suitcases and I moved to Ibiza to live in a hotel. I left behind in London, my apartment with everything, the bed, the sofa, the printer, the kitchen cupboards, the cutlery. I took a huge risk. I acted as if this sale was going through. I will never forget that flight out of the UK with Teddy Pom Pom sat next to me. Don't tell anyone. Shh. On the plane. And we moved into the Ocean Drive Hotel in Ibiza for an indefinite amount of time. Teddy Pom Pom's food went in the freezer And the night after I arrived, I hosted a webinar. It was business as normal. I hosted a webinar and I signed £30,000 of sales as a result of that webinar. And then in the morning, I went to the lawyer's office and I sat there in person until we could thrash out this agreement I was one step closer. My gut was right. I needed to be there in person. I needed to show up and be in front of people and push this along. In a few days, the deal was signed. Now, there's something important you should know here. I signed a deal to buy a property in Spain before I'd completed my London home. My London buyer could have easily pulled out. I may not have been able to raise the rest of the money in order to complete the sale. I could have lost the six-figure sum I had put down as a deposit. This was high risk. Now, it's not for everyone. I acknowledge that. It is not for everyone. But my life experience has taught me that high risk comes with high rewards. Many times in my life, the biggest risks I've taken have given me the biggest rewards. In true Ibiza fashion, somehow the keys to the house went missing and I found myself still living in the hotel. But just to be super clear, this was just the deposit. So all of the paperwork had to go through, but could only go through once I would completed my sale in London. I'd signed a deal to rent. The Ibiza home in the interim. Very, very unusual and surprisingly fortuitous. The day I left for LA, my London sale went through. It was the 28th of February, 2020. If you think back literally days later, the deal would have collapsed when the global pandemic unfolded. To this day, I truly believe I was divinely supported in the timing of everything. In the January, I had this burning calling inside me, like, get out of London, get over there, sign this deal. It was like I was being pulled by a greater force. Something greater than me was pulling me out here to get this done, unknown as to what was coming. So when I found myself in LA, In March 2020, as the global pandemic unfolded, I at least knew I had somewhere to go to. I had a nest, albeit an unfurnished, cold, empty nest. At least I had a nest to return to. That's a whole other story. I would like to finish today's episode with some takeaways for you. First of all, I just want to share that whatever you dream of is possible. It's not about if, it's about when. When a dream is truly authentic for you, the means exist in the universe, the ability exists inside you to make that dream happen. I have seen it again and again and again with clients. In fact, one of the women in my Thrive Beautifully Mastermind, she just manifest her dream home 13 months ahead of schedule. When she came to join the mastermind, one of her goals was to decide where she wanted to live in the world and then buy a property there by the end of December 2022. In November 2021, she moved in to her new dream home in her new dream location. be available for it to come sooner than you expect. So takeaways. What did I do that made this possible? The first one is I dared to dream. I dared to dream. When there were many reasons internally and externally why my dream wasn't possible, I still dared to dream. I live my life as if if I were to die tomorrow, I would have no regrets. I truly have gone for everything I've deeply desired to in this life. So if this should be the last episode of the podcast you ever hear, know that I will die happy and fulfilled. Second takeaway. I started by doing everything I could. So remember that list I made of what action can I take? That's all I started by doing, doing the things that I knew to do. Number three, I didn't look for the perfect place. I knew I would need to do some things to make it my own. I got clear on what was important and what was a non-negotiable, but I wasn't looking for perfection. In fact, I'm only just starting now to think about the refurbishment because I poured every bit of available money into securing this place and I had no refurbishment budget, nada. (laughs) I had just enough to buy a car and that was it. And so just now, a couple of years in, I'm starting to think about the renovation. Number four, I didn't obsess over it. So I was laser focused and I visualized every single day and I called in the support of the universe. But it's not all down to us. We can choose to take the action we know to take, but it's not entirely our decision. The timing is down to the universe on these big life moves sometimes. So there is a place for surrendering and acceptance. Number five, I took big risks. And underpinning those big risks were the belief that there is always more money available. I can always make more money. So, when I put that large six-figure deposit down to secure my deal, I could have lost that. It was extremely high risk. But I knew that if I lost that, that wouldn't be the end of me and that I could go out, help more people and make more money. I trusted my intuition implicitly on this one. My intuition told me to do it and I followed it. And then I looked for signs. I looked for signs. And those of you that have been following me for a while uh, on social media, on Instagram, will know that rainbows appear everywhere in my life. And they all started with this home. So there was the big rainbow when I drove down the hill to view it. But then when I went back to London, After viewing it for the next few months, I became aware that a rainbow would appear in my loft in London out the blue and then something would move forward on the house that day. So there weren't rainbows every day, but when there was a rainbow in the morning, something would move forwards on the house. It was like as if a higher power wanted me to be aware that these were signs about my home. It was really quite remarkable. It would be rainy and cloudy in London, and then there'd be a rainbow on my bedside table. I was never able to rationally explain these. And then when I did move into the home, rainbows started appearing by the pool, in the pool, across the pool, next to the pool. It's been quite remarkable and they still appear to this day. I truly believe that my life here is the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And that was a beautiful metaphor to experience during this time. The sixth takeaway is I made leaps of faith again and again and again. And the seventh, I was laser focused, but I was also unattached. My trust in the universal God to bring me my dream with divine timing and in the highest and best way. So, there's been a lot of manifestation stories on this podcast, that I've heard from lots of you that you're enjoying them. So, I hope you enjoyed this one too. I hope it's helped you see what's possible. I did this on my own. Many of you won't need to do it on your own. You'll have a partner or you'll have the support of family or other forms of financial support to help you. I did this all on my own with nothing from anyone else. And I raised all the money to do this through my business, through helping people. And so if it's possible for me, it is absolutely possible for you too. One of my bigger life lessons has been independence. And so I have had to do a lot of things on my own that would be way easier if I could do them with someone else. But we all have our different life lessons and it's much easier to embrace them, to see the gifts and to make things happen anyway. So I hope today's podcast has helped you see that within you is the strength, the perseverance, the determination, the possibility to make your dream home happen. It's been a pleasure sharing my story with you. Have a wildly abundant week. Dreaming of your next dream home. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy the content I share on this podcast, I invite you to come and join me over in the Feminine Millionaire Facebook group. I have just reopened the doors and it's a space to focus on your abundance to understand more about clearing your money blocks and to up level. I've never run an ongoing Facebook group before. I don't know how long I'm going to do this for. It's an experiment. But I invite you to join me for the ride for as long as it lasts. I'll be hosting free weekly lives in the group, all on the topic of money, mindset, and abundance. And you can search for the group on Facebook. Make sure you answer the questions. They need to be answered to accept you into the group. And I will see you over there. Have an amazing week. Bye for now.